0: Hello world, this is America's Supermom, and this is a special edition that I call the Corona Chronicles. During this time, we are suffering from a pandemic that is affecting everyone across the world. We are joined with the um, rules and regulations of uh, being shelter in place, which means we are limited with the ability to about our daily business, confined to our homes based on a coronavirus that has been sweeping the entire world. Um, For some people, the effects could be mild. uh, For others, it can be fatal. So we are coming together as um, a community, as uh, a family during this time of difficulty to share what it is like um, in our part of the world, how we are affected and the things that we have in common, what kind of problems that um, are taking place in our industries and in our relationships and finances, and coming together so that we can um, plan for a better tomorrow. As this epidemic or pandemic um, crosses the world, You know, we are waiting for um, relief. We're waiting for the virus to um, die off and uh, for us to go back to some state of normalcy, whatever that may be, um, after um, things kind of settle down. So what is that going to look like once the dust settles? You know, how are things going to be different? So as we go through this um, process, we're coming together as a world to create ideas, strategies, connect in ways that we have never connected before. So that is the purpose of the special podcast that I call the Corona Chronicles, so that we can get some insight and have empathy and compassion on one another Create new, innovative ideas that can not only improve our life but our fellow brothers and sisters across the world. Thank you so much for joining us, guys, for listening today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Sierra Melcher. I hope I pronounced your last name right Sierra. but that's all. Actually, everyone, (laughs) we actually connected over Facebook organically and this is our second collaboration in that short time span. We uh, did a Facebook live together, we've uh communicated on Zoom and uh just really excited because we both have um a similar um desire to rip that band-aid off so to speak when it comes to dealing with some of life's challenges, facing them head on. In order for you to rise and be the best version of yourself and to continue with the mindset of positivity. So with that being said, I'm going to give Sierra the floor to first tell us how to say her name correctly and um, <laughs> give us a little background about her, okay? <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: Um, you said it exactly how it's spelled, which is very helpful if somebody's trying to mm-hmm. look me up. It sounds like Melcher, C-H, but it's pronounced Melker like a K. Uh, and okay. it will always be mispronounced and I'm okay with that, that just is life. Um, so I'm so happy to be here with you. Like you said, we we did just connect in the ether, and and as soon as we got voice to voice and face to face online, we we were just zinging together. So I mm-hmm. face with you.
0: Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background. How you got to be doing what you're doing today?
1: Oh gosh. Um, magical on purpose haphazard following one passion that leads to another passion that leads to another passion um mm-hmm. i spent the bulk of my career as an international educator and teaching in high schools because learning is fascinating to me and growing to me and i just i love teenagers because it's so hard to be a teenager but they're also mm-hmm. so deeply invested in their own experience. Um, and I, I love that level of commitment to being mm-hmm.
0: in the mess. Yeah.
1: Um, in that way, uh, they're really inspiring. The way that my five-year-old is really inspiring because she's very mm-hmm. present with whatever's going on. And teenagers, while what's going on changes moment to moment, they are so in their experience. I, I love it. Um, Yeah, after, after years of teaching, though, I, I was like, Okay, maybe there's something else. And I'm going to take a little bit of a break. That break has now been five years, but teaching and learning has always been the core of what I do. I opened a Mm -hmm. yoga studio in in Medellin, Colombia, where I live, and used that as I was also pregnant and becoming a single parent. So there was a lot of shifting that was happening for me and the flexibility of starting my own business felt like a good way to learn about how to become the next version of myself. Um, mm. I don't necessarily think I would recommend that to anybody else, but that's what I thought at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it uh-huh. did in some ways. Um, I've sold the yoga studio uh, as I I quickly outgrew or it's one of my life and my vision outgrew the container that that was. And Mm. I've worked since then exclusively supporting individuals and communities, mostly women, but even that is in the process of changing, supporting women and Mm -hmm. men to connect with themselves, to explore what the depths and the extent to which Being alive is possible. So, Mm -hmm. I am a fulfillment advisor. I am supporting everyone's greatness. I consider myself a conspirator in chief. So, I am Mm -hmm. conspiring for you and with you, and sometimes even against old habits and just ways of being, because Mm -hmm. for the most part, the limiting, the things that are limiting us. Are our own creation, our own belief, and our things that we are replicating much more so than external realities. There are external realities that are seeming insurmountable, but it's really our beliefs and our behaviors around those things Mm -hmm. that make them Mm -hmm. insurmountable.
0: So true. I love that. And I love the way that, you know, you are a fulfillment, advisor yeah that's great yeah you know know, um so the first step is really just kind of stepping out of that box which that sounds like with uh the title fulfillment advisor and then you mentioned uh regarding your yoga uh business you outgrew that container so this title and just the knowledge of uh outgrowing something in the past what are some of the key indicators of that what how are you feeling to kind of know that there has to be a shift
1: absolutely that is such a a critical question because um I think a couple things happen in in our own minds in our own in our own experience that first of Mm -hmm. all I think a lot of people think that we're not supposed to change like that that To be successful, you have to stick with it and stay in something that is no longer fulfilling, Um, no longer allowing you to thrive or be curious or be really vibrant about what you're doing. That's not to say that as soon as something is uncomfortable, you should bail, but there is this distinction when... So a lot of things have shifted for me in the last year. I have... I published a book a couple of months ago called How Change Really Happens, and I mention it now because I think this is a critical aspect. First of all, the mindset of I can change and grow and learn and evolve is is critical. Mm -hmm. The then noticing when it's time actually really is often indicated by some kind of discomfort. And I mean... Almost chronic and uh, sometimes traumatic. You and I have spoken mm-hmm. about this, it, sharing our own lives stories mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we so often dismiss and ignore these messages and these signs that something's out of balance and we sh- shush it mm-hmm. and we, you know, double down and push through. And that leads to more discomfort is a message discomfort is a communication either Mm. from your body or from your soul of like this this is not working the way it used to it did work and you can Mm -hmm. honor it and you can love it and you can celebrate it and just because it no longer works does not mean it was ever a failure to stay Mm. in something well beyond it working and serving you or where you can serve others in it for me, that's that's the opposite of fulfillment. That is, you know, stubbornness, which I am also very good Bye. at. Um, <laughs> but stubbornness without a purpose, without like there's meaningful stubbornness. There's some things where I need to stick with something because it's hard and get through it because there's something, there's a treasure on the other end. But then there's uh-huh. stubbornness where I'm just gonna stick with something because I think that I'm supposed to, sort of I'm imposing this suffering uh-huh. on myself. And that really doesn't uh-huh. serve anybody. It definitely doesn't serve the individual. And each of us really, we're leaders in our own ways and in our, in our own rights. And what we're trying to do, I think one of the things that's critical about fulfillment is how we can benefit and interact with others. And when we are fundamentally disconnected from ourselves and shutting down those messages of discomfort, we can't serve mm-hmm. others well because we're not serving ourselves because we're not acknowledging that.
0: Mm, that is so good. That so
1: the very good. short answer now, to your question so- of like, how do we know, yes. how do we know <laughs> that it's, it's time is, is that, I mean, there's discomfort where you're like, mm, my shoes are like rubbing, and I got a blister. But then there's, you know, there's that really deeper level of dis- discomfort, whether it's physical or psychological mm-hmm. discomfort, and and I actually love that because that's the indicator that you're ready to grow. We don't have to, we don't have to right. dismiss the discomfort. We don't even have to be mad at it. We say, "Cool, awesome, I'm I'm growing
0: mm-hmm. into something
1: else." You
0: know? Yeah. So this is uh, so key because you know, that discomfort comes at different stages. You know, if you are constantly in a state of evolving, you know, you just notice it and react a mm-hmm. lot faster. So, in looking over, you know, your span, just in your own experience, you know, what are some things that you do regularly that kind of help you to be more conscious of that discomfort and move yeah. faster? You know, it's like in a state, for people who have been depressed, you know, they have taken months to get over something and then it's gotten to be yeah. weeks and then days and then hours and then it's like 10 minutes right. and they're done. Yeah. But it was a course of experience. Exactly. So, what do you do now to get you to that point to where, hey, that's just a minute <laughs> or so and I'm moving on yeah. to the next thing? Yeah, you know what I'm sure, saying? Sure, absolutely. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So, I go through this in, in my book, How Change Really Happens, because What the the quick answer to your question is you need to be connected to yourself. You need to feel you need to notice Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the discomfort. If you don't notice the discomfort because you've made such a habit of shushing the discomfort, then you're going to stay in it and experience it a lot longer until it's so dramatic that you can't not like you can't ignore it anymore because it has wiped you out. You know, you're in adrenal failure or Mm -hmm. you've ruined a relationship or you've, you know, bottomed out in some other way. And that then it gets your full attention. But that's not the ideal way to grow, right? That's the real, that's the hardest way to do it. And sometimes we need that Mm -hmm. to teach us the process. But what you, Mm -hmm. what you were explaining is that the process can happen Quicker. It's not that the objective is to eradicate discomfort or overcome change. That mm-hmm. there is some pinnacle of if I do this, then everything will be fine forever. First of all, like we've got to wipe away that belief because that belief keeps us in mm-hmm. things longer than we should. That belief is just fiction. It's false. Um, and mm-hmm. if there, if I could replace that fiction, I, and I do this in, in How Change Really Happens, I say, your our purpose is to grow and learn and change. We are built to grow. We are evolved and designed to move through phases. And we get that when we look at kids. We're like, you're constantly changing, mm-hmm. you're learning, you're growing. And that comes with a lot of emotion and it comes with joy and it comes with mess. But somehow after maybe we graduate from high school or from college or we get married, we think that we're supposed to stop. We're supposed to stop growing. We're supposed to stop changing. You're like, I married you. You have to stay exactly the way that you are right now. Or I hired you or I was hired to do this and I'm supposed to be that person forever. Mm -hmm. And that is it's a false, rigid container that we will Mm -hmm. outgrow. That's not to say that you should outgrow your marriage and, you know, get a new one, but the person that you were at any one of those critical stages, Mm -hmm. you should be allowed to grow and expand outside of that container. You can still maintain that relationship. You can give yourself and your partner permission to grow and change and evolve together. You can stay in the same career, but like, do it from a different angle or, you know, move into a different dimension or capacity within that same career, or you can change. And when mm-hmm. I think of it, I often, in, in my book, I share a lot of, of stories around nature because I love nature and it's, it's a visual way that we can relate to in our, in our minds, but then the metaphor we can experience mm-hmm. in ourselves. So I want you to imagine a, a chick in an egg who's, you know, it's been in there for its 28 days. It is ready. It needed that shell in the beginning. That shell, that protective container was vital, right? When it's just a yolk, <laughs> mm. that shell is essential. And then it grows and it changes mm-hmm. and it's safe and it's protected. And then it's ready to break out of that shell. And it chips away at it. It has no idea what's on the other side. It, it doesn't, I mean, it's a chicken, so it doesn't have deep, deep thoughts, but um, it chips its way out. And then now it's not an egg. It's a chick. And it has the whole world Mm. is totally brand new. It's overwhelming. Maybe it's terrifying, but it just starts pecking around and figuring it out. And then it's a chicken. You don't see a chick born Mm
0: -hmm. and then,
1: you know, kick the shell and be pissed off at the shell. The shell served a purpose Mm -hmm. and the purpose was outgrown. As humans, we have a shell, we have a container, we have an identity or a role. And then we notice that it begins to become uncomfortable. It's tight, it's cramped. It doesn't allow for us to move around as much as it used to, but we stay because it's familiar and we don't know what's on the other side and so we, we really end up creating mm-hmm. most of our own suffering in that way by, by refusing to grow into the next expression because we don't know what it is. We're terrified of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Instead, if we could say this shell, like look at the shell with gratitude. This served me. This allowed for me to grow. I am so grateful for it. And now... I'm about to break out of this shell into a new, much bigger shell. I have, you know, maybe no, no idea is a little extreme, but I don't know the full dimensionality of what that's going to look like, who I'm going to be. Um, and sure, it's going to be a different kind of uncomfortable, right? There's, there's the discomfort of mm-hmm. being stuck in the familiar, and then there's the discomfort, mm. yeah, right? Like
0: Love them.
1: I'm, I'm cramped, I, I am uncomfortable, but at least I know how it works here. And then there's a different, like a fundamentally different kind of discomfort, which is the unknown. I am in the unknown, but if we look at our own lives, mm. we've done this, we can. this is how we can prepare ourselves to sort of mentally and psychologically prepare mm. ourselves for that evolution. We can look back at our own lives, the various containers that kept us safe, that allowed us to grow. Mm -hmm. High school, Mm -hmm. I think, is a great one, right? We go in and we are all wiggly little Mm -hmm. worms and it's overwhelming. And then by the end, we feel strong, we feel capable. And we're the, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the king of the roost for a couple of minutes and then you graduate Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're thrown back to the beginning again. Okay. And then you, you know, you go through college perhaps. Right. And you have exactly the same process. Another four years. And then you graduate from that. And then mm-hmm. you're this little wiggly worm, you know, first time you get a job. And all of that, you know, on a, imagine, mm-hmm. just compare. First date to like 10-year anniversary. That, mm-hmm. that spectrum mm-hmm. of experience, you've done it how many hundreds of times before you learned how to walk when you didn't know how to walk, mm-hmm. you learned how to do a career or play an instrument or whatever the thing is, you've learned how to navigate yourself up until this point, you can do it. And I think we forget how mm-hmm. capable, how resilient, uh, we've, we've sort of given ourselves, haven't given ourselves the benefit of the doubt if we are so scared and just want to stay in what okay. we know. And, and we're, we're paralyzing our fundamental growth. We were made for this. We were made to grow and evolve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and we are standing in our own way when we, okay. when we refuse, when we refuse to change into that unknown.
0: Yeah. So true. And, you know, so this has just been great. i got all these notes and we've only been on here for a few minutes, but uh, time just goes by quick. But one of the things that I really want to really highlight is um, this whole growth pattern that we notice that we have and we dive into. And the, um, I guess I want to say the pull or the conflict with you know, the relationships. So you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. about, you know, a spouse as you grow and you outgrow your container, you know, how that yeah. somebody who is trying to move forward, you know, it's going to be mm-hmm. post pandemic, some things mm-hmm. are going to change and be open to that.
1: Yeah, and hallelujah. people
0: are still trying to hold them back to that space of what yeah. was the old mindset and how things were done. You know, so how do you navigate through that?
1: I think that's such a poignant and and timely question because there's, you know, so many people are antsy to get back to normal, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever normal was, because we have this false sense of security in normal. But Mm -hmm. what there is not like there is not going to be there's going to be a new normal, but there's not going to be that same. The way things were is not going to happen again. There's Mm -hmm. there have been fundamental changes in that. And. So two things, one, for, for any individual to, to move into their next expression, there that, that requires willingness. That individual mm-hmm. has to within themselves as we were talking about earlier, say, okay, I feel that tension, I feel that discomfort of feeling like I've outgrown a particular container and I'm willing to go into the next expression without knowing all the details. So I'm willing, Mm -hmm. and willingness is key. The container could be just sort of how I show up in the world and how I express myself, or as you mentioned, it could actually be the relationship.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then, so the next part is, is the partner willing, to stay in relation with you as you are moving into your next expression. And so there needs Mm. to be willingness on the partner's side. If the partner says, no, I need you to be who you've always been, then that's the critical point where the individual has to decide which is more, which what's Mm. the priority? Am I willing to stay Mm. in a container I've outgrown in order to maintain this relationship? Mm. Or do I choose my own growth even at the the cost of maybe, and that's not always a guarantee, maybe Mm. having the relationship change. Mm. And again, a relationship changing doesn't automatically mean a relationship ending. Mm. And I think we often think, oh, well, if I change it all, it's over. You know, Mm -hmm. we're we're sort of all or nothing storytellers about our future. And and that holds us back. Mm -hmm. So so there's a it requires willingness. All change, in this capacity, requires willingness on the part of all people. But the reason a partner may not be keen to have somebody changing is largely because that individual is not comfortable with their own change. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay, and so if you, for example, want to explore your next iteration, but mm-hmm. that triggers all sorts of discomfort in your partner because they don't know who they're going to be if they give themselves that permission. They're going to resist your change as attempting to control their own change, right? Mm-hmm. We've all met people who are, will criticize or shut someone down for you know, trying to learn a new instrument or just doing anything that they've Mm -hmm. never done before. That's Mm -hmm. not about the, you know, the person who's really about the other person who's very uncomfortable with their own change.
0: Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. And so
1: we can actually, when we're willing to do our own changing, sometimes we can end up modeling for someone else that it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. It is possible to you know, still be, keep the fundamental parts of yourself and, you know, change some of the other parts still gravity doesn't, you know, disappear all of a sudden when, when we change, I used to be a Mm -hmm. high school teacher. I am no longer currently a high school teacher. That is a, it was a fundamental part of my identity. That's what Mm -hmm. I was and what I did. It was me. Mm -hmm. But when I shed that official role and title, I discovered even more fundamental parts of myself, I still teach, I still lead, I still do a lot Mm -hmm. of the things that I was doing, maybe with a slightly different title, or in a slightly different way. You know, the people that I'm working with are older than teenagers now, for the most part. And, but, Mm -hmm. but who I am didn't change that significantly. But I think when we project into the future, that change, means everything's gonna collapse around us. We have this cataclysmic, sort of apocalyptic version of what's gonna happen if we decide to wear different clothes or you know, like mm-hmm. live in a different town mm-hmm. or change our career or even end a relationship. People don't cease to exist. They just mm-hmm. come up with a new expression of themselves. And for me, fulfillment is following that thread when, when you're ready mm-hmm. and you'll know when you're ready, nobody else can tell you when you're ready. I can't tell somebody when they're ready. They usually come to me. They're like, I'm miserable. I'm like, Oh, good. You're ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's, let's continue to figure out who you are next. And that's fulfilling right. that there's nothing more engaging and exciting for me to have a vision of something that I'm pursuing And then going Mm -hmm. for it. For example, publishing a book this year. I've wanted to be an author Mm -hmm. for years. And when I dedicated myself, when I gave myself permission to become that person, then I Mm -hmm. threw my soul and energy at it. For years, I hadn't quite given myself permission. I kept on saying why I wasn't ready or couldn't or this, that, or the other thing. And so I made you know, my hesitance made that true. I stopped, I wasn't that thing. But when I gave myself permission, the the effort was so engaging and rewarding. It was hard work, intellectually and emotionally hard work. But mm-hmm. that actually is fulfilling.
0: Mm, I love that. Now, so do you think the work was um, fighting the image that you associated with writing a book more so than actually writing the book itself. Partially, well. yeah.
1: There's the deconstructing of the story of what it means to be an mm-hmm. author. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had built this castle in my head about what it would look like, feel like, and who I would have to be in order to be that. And mm-hmm. that edifice, that, that image in my head, was the primary obstacle for a long time. And... And I found sort of a loophole in my own mind of,
0: uh-huh.
1: of my motivation. Sort of like, why, why am I writing this book? And, uh-huh. and I got out of my own way by getting really clear about why I wanted to write that particular book. And it was something uh-huh. that I felt like I could, could tackle. Um, uh-huh. And that also gave me permission. And now, now I am an author. And... I can say that and I feel it and I'm embodying it. It is not what I thought it would be because nothing ever is, you know, Mm. you're like, Oh, I want to be married. Like, okay, well, I have no idea what that's going to feel like until I'm in it. Or I want to be, I want to live in Minnesota. Okay, I don't know what that's going to be like until I'm there, but I'm never going to know it until I give myself permission to go figure it out.
0: Love that. Now, so you brought up one key thing that I want to go back to, and um, that was knowing who you are, and that doesn't change in spite of the roles that Mm. you play. So I think this is really key for a lot of people who, you know, their definition of what defines them is really changing right now, you know, based on the industry that they may be in or you know, just the role that they saw themselves in, Mm -hmm. you know, a mom. Yes, she just saw herself as, you know, uh, working and having a career, but then now she's a homeschool teacher (laughs) on top of that. You know, so something like that is just like uh, very, um, you know, monumental. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to recognizing who you are, what are some things that people should practice? to get to the point to where they have that foundation that helps them to navigate as they go into this new normal and be able to kind of see the um, opportunities more so than the uh, setback.
1: This is fundamental and it's really
0: important. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, For a number of years, I've been holding women's circles, which are spaces Mm -hmm. where women get together to really actually learn about themselves in the presence of other women because our relationship with ourselves is the most enduring relationship. And for women, it's often the most neglected relationship. And so we don't mm-hmm. actually know who we are beyond our roles and our responsibilities. I think of it as having an external you know, identity and an internal identity. Mm -hmm. Our external identities are where we live, how we earn money, our role in our family, sort of the the various hats or masks or ways we show up in the world. And most of us have invested really heavily energetically and conceptually in those identities. And this is why Mm -hmm. if you have a, a career change or you lose your job or there's a relationship breakup it is so cataclysmic because without the mm-hmm. without your marriage, you're not a wife. And if you defined yourself as a wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not just that you don't, you know, you don't live the same way and you're not connected with this person the same way. It's it's left with, I don't know who I am anymore. And mm-hmm. and that's why women's circles and a lot of the work that I do with individuals also focuses on who we are underneath all of that. Those are the things that we do Mm -hmm. and they are significant and they are influential, Mm -hmm. but it's not who we are. So one of the exercises I almost always start a women's circle with is introduce yourself, but do not tell us where you live, what you do for money Mm -hmm. or what your role is in your family. And that is really, really hard Because how many times have you introduced yourself in your lifetime? And we just mention these markers, these external social markers. Mm -hmm. I live in such and such. I am so-and-so's mom and -and so-and-so's this. And I am this kind of career person. And that's it. That's all we Mm -hmm. say about ourselves. And it's not who we are. And so the challenge is to figure out if I'm not those things, what am I? And... I also then remind people that however you introduce yourself today is not how you have to introduce yourself next week because you are changeable. You can change. So it mm-hmm. puts people into the perspective of who am I today? And it's almost like the who am us because I'm not just one person. Mm-hmm. I am all sorts of things. And, I, and it gives us permission to have this fluid ever-changing identity, which then later on in the bigger context makes change um, more familiar and therefore a little bit more comfortable. So for any listener, I would pose the question, who are you today beyond your career, beyond your roles, your obligations to other people? And this this is just a real found and introspective question. It can be, I am okay. a coffee drinking, puppy playing, creative mess, okay? That's me, like that is Sierra this morning. I'm not even that much of a mess, but I like, I love mm-hmm. the mess, like pr- work in progress, okay? Gives you permission mm-hmm. to, to say who you are and that in itself is developing a relationship with yourself. You're like, who am I today? Mm-hmm. If you haven't asked yourself that question, if you, mm-hmm. Lashelle, you've been a mom and a wife for how many years, Tw- 27 <laughs> years. Oh, 27. And so yeah. in that 27 years, mm-hmm. how many times have you checked in with yourself beyond those roles? Has it been every day? Right. Has it been every month? Yeah. If, you, if you don't have that dialogue right. with yourself if you're not reacting to your, interacting with yourself the way that you do with your kids that loving patient tenderness mm-hmm. if you're not interacting with yourself the way that you mm-hmm. can interact with your partner that supportive fierce defending love mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. of course change is hard because there's this sort of hollowness and this disconnect within mm-hmm. And when, but when we mm-hmm. can reestablish at any stage in life without massive um, work, really, we can begin to redevelop that mm-hmm. relationship. And this is a lot of the work that I do is introducing someone to her or himself. Who are you? And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't tell mm-hmm. me, tell yourself, who are you? And then how can... How can you become as loving and supportive of yourself as you are to everybody else? And when you have that fierce Mm -hmm. connection with yourself, then yes, you can break out of your little cheeky shell and into the next iteration of yourself. Because um, there's a quote in my book that somebody quoted back to me really recently. And I really like it. It said, when you have your own back, you can move forward. Mm. right? But you have to know who you are Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. be willing to like go out on a limb for yourself the way that we do for everybody else Mm -hmm. in our lives. And I think so many of us have lost Mm -hmm. that connection because the demands of motherhood and 21st century living and (sighs) all the other things, you know, but we, it's,
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: it's Mm -hmm. double-sided, right? Society and culture demands all of this of us. Mm -hmm. But there's also a little bit of an appeal Mm -hmm. to lose ourselves in all those roles. Oh, I can't deal with myself right now because. Right. Right. There's almost an addiction Mm -hmm. to denying ourselves. Uh, I don't know what's in there anymore. And so I'm going to hide from myself with let's let's uh, join a soccer camp and let's make an extra plan and, and let's, you know, double down on our schedule and mm-hmm. take on more responsibilities so that we don't have time to address mm-hmm. ourselves.
0: So yeah. So true. That's good. Now. So, um, okay. Give us your book. Again. It's called
1: how change really happens. Matter. Unexpected tools of transformation. Okay. It's on Amazon. It's Kindle version, mm-hmm. paperback version. It's mm-hmm. free on Kindle unlimited. If you have that, you can go wild and it'll be, out on audible as soon as they approve it hopefully in may or june yeah yeah
0: awesome okay and then what's the best way for everybody? i to am
1: pretty active on facebook sierra melker s-i-e-r-r-a-m-e-l-c-h-e-r i ask if somebody reaches out to me on facebook that they say who they are <laughs> Where they heard of me, why they want to talk to me, Mm -hmm. and not just the anonymous Facebook friend. Because if I don't know, right, to this podcast or that you know, why what you've heard about me that you want to interact with me about, I'm going blind. But if you say, Hey, I listened to this podcast, Mm -hmm. I follow Lachelle, and something you said caught my attention, I have a question for you, I am all over it. Um, but you got to give me something to work with, yeah. So Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I have a website and Instagram and like I'm everywhere that you could be found. Um, But Facebook is a pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty active platform for me.
0: And tell us the name of your group. So
1: I have a group called Integral Women. It is a it's a private Mm -hmm. Facebook group. You are most welcome to it if you um, identify as a woman. It is a safe space for us Mm -hmm. to do some of this reconnecting with ourselves um, to figure out who we are to make a moment for us with ourselves. If we spent one to three minutes every day, just checking in and saying, who am I today? What do I need from myself? Not even from the world, but what do I need that I can provide for myself? that's, that's all we need. We really don't need, you know, six months retreat away from everything. We just need a breath for ourselves. And so integral women mentoring Mm -hmm. on Facebook Mm -hmm. is a group. It's a space that you can find. I am holding regular so weekly women's circles that are online, obviously for tons of reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a community around the world, even before everyone was not seeing each other face to face. So we meet weekly for an hour, and that hour is is a deep dive. Mm -hmm. It is a safe space for all the members of of the the call to really reconnect with themselves in just one capacity. So there's usually a question or a prompt, there's some Mm -hmm. sort of breathing exercise and maybe a brief meditation because we're so often in our minds that we're not really even in our bodies that we sort of miss the here and now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remind mm-hmm. us to get into our bodies and then we can feel more connected and, and more sensuously the, the actual weight of my, my bum in my chair and you know the temperature of the sunlight on my mm-hmm. skin or the flavor of the coffee, we can just get really, really present so that we can figure out who we are right now. Mm-hmm. I do too.
0: <laughs> Love that. All right. Now, so uh, what are the final thoughts that you would uh, share with the listeners?
1: Today? I believe in your deepest and best expression of yourself today. I I want to know if you believe in that for yourself and and leave you with a question, which is just, what might it feel like for you to be fully yourself today? And that's it. And if anyone wants to tell me what that looks like or feels like today, okay. I would love to hear it because we are, we are designed to flourish, to blossom, and to grow. Mm-hmm. And when we can give ourselves permission to do that, almost anything is possible.
0: Okay. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well said. I appreciate that. Well, I have really enjoyed this conversation and me looking too. I always love when we get to a
1: chance to be together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank awesome. you. My love. You well, too. You have a great day. Okay. Take
1: care.
0: Bye. Another great interview. That was such a good discussion with Sierra about how we can move out of the box that we have sometimes created for ourselves. So a great dialogue. I hope that you guys were taking notes. Very good nuggets of wisdom. Uh, If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email me at info at com, or you can reach out to me through Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or through my YouTube channel. I want to thank you guys for listening, and if there was something that really spoke to you in this podcast, please share it with other people or write a review. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for listening.